everyone, it's Dr. Dre, and today we're going to be talking about monsters inside of us. Mostly about parasites and cleansing and how do you get them and all the different things. And to help me do that today is my colleague and friend, Dr. Jared Ward. Yeah, guys, thank you so much, Dr. Dre, for having me again on your podcast. It's awesome to come back for round two. But yeah, so I'm a holistic chiropractor. Um, and what that means is basically I do a lot of hormone testing, blood labs, uh, nutrition, muscle testing, and then, of course, adjustments. And I do something called applied kinesiology, which is an amazing evaluation system for the body to let the body tell me exactly what's going on so that I don't just have to guess pretty cool and uh, one of my most interesting and favorite topics that I like is parasites so I'm really glad to be here they are crazy they're everywhere and uh, yeah so we're gonna have a great time talking about that yeah it's really interesting because I did put out a survey on my podcast Instagram page and this was one of the top topics that my listeners really wanted to hear more about and it's interesting because you know I've known you for a while now and this has always been a thing that we personally talked about like behind the scenes but now I'm seeing more and more of it like on TikTok videos and Instagram reels and it's a hot topic right now and a lot of people are wanting to know more about it so I'm super excited for this episode and I guess the first question I'd have for you is how common are parasites? Yeah, so <clears throat> one of my mentors, his name is, well, I've learned from him um, from different conferences. His name is Dr. Todd Watts. And one of his quotes is, if you have a pulse, you have a parasite. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they're part of nature. They're everywhere. And we are a, to parasites, we look like a large, very nice apartment complex and they want to move in. And so, yeah, they're everywhere. You're going to get them. And so they're inescapable. They're in the air. They're in the ground. They're in the food. You can breathe them in. You can step on them. And they go in through your, your foot. Um, there's lots of different options. So then I think the stigma is that parasites are worms, right? So are all parasites worms? Yeah, right. So a lot of people think, oh, when I think parasites, they think tapeworm. That's like the most famous one, probably because it's the most creepy, the most gross, right? And parasites are so intriguing because we're like, oh my gosh, I'm infested. You know, we have something inside of us. What? Um, but no, parasites can also be single cell organisms that you can't see with the naked eye. And some of those are actually pretty dangerous. So they're, they all, and all parasites have different life cycles where they go through different forms as well so whenever I tell a patient that I'm working with oh you have a parasitic infection I always let them know don't worry it may not be worms and people are like oh okay it's just a single-celled organism <laughs> um, so that is a form as well okay well then how do we get them so parasites okay there's um, a certain species where basically you can walk on the beach and it enters in through your the sole of your foot and then the, the life cycle of this one actually it goes in through the bloodstream. It can actually live in the bowel for a while and then it can travel and live in the lungs. So that's one type of parasite. And that one's actually really interesting because I actually wonder if that was related to some COVID cases. The reason why I say that is because not to get like political or bring up something that we've all heard a lot about, but that parasite when it lives in the lungs is going to cause a lot more inflammation in the lungs. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me that some people anecdotally did get a lot of success with hard COVID cases with ivermectin, which is traditionally an anti-parasitic medication. Right. So they could potentially have had a chronic subclinical parasitic infection that was never detected. And then all of a sudden they get COVID, you know, or another virus, and it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. And then by eradicating the parasites, because parasites, when, when they're in the body, they're always releasing toxins, heavy metals, 
they're literally pooping in your body, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're creating a lot of waste product, which is a lot of inflammation, which causes a lot of distress in the body. Anyways, so all that to say, it makes me wonder in some of these cases where ivermectin actually did improve these patients, is if by clearing out some of the parasites and the gunk that they're making, it actually made the body able to handle the virus um, a lot better. There even has been some research that parasites, when you're infected with parasites, actually stimulates viral replication more than someone who does not have parasites. So there is a huge parasite and virus connection even apart from the pandemic. Got it. So that's one of the parasites is through the bottom of the foot on the yep. beach, correct? Yep. And then I think one of another most common one would be through the food that we eat, right? Yeah. So sushi is a huge source, raw fish, um, undercooked foods. Basically, you cannot eat fish that does not have a worm in it. Um, in, so in the tissue. all fish have all worms. fish whether it's farmed whether it's wild it doesn't matter there's usually a couple of things in fish that's contaminated with parasites which are worms in the fish or and or microplastics that's just our world so you're probably gonna get exposed to it um, usually though we just cook the worms <laughs> a little mm -hmm. protein bonus right along with the fish yeah um, and then also there are some different types of parasitic infections you can just get from breathing them in there's little um, and then they can either live in your sinuses a long time a lot of times people don't realize they can have parasites that live in the sinuses they can really live anywhere in the joints in the brain in the gut in the skin so i guess when people say how do i prevent from getting parasites there really is no true answer because like you said if you have a pulse you probably have a parasite right. so as long as we can create an awareness surrounding parasites where they come from you know make sure to cook your meat well or if you do eat sushi look for the signs and symptoms and i know we're going to get into that in a little bit here about like what conditions and signs and symptoms to look for yeah just something to add there are ways to prevent and mitigate some of these different things so for example our stomach it makes an incredibly strong acid right so normally in a healthy stomach the parasites that are in raw food are not a problem because they're instantly killed by the stomach acid however there is a chronic problem with people with low stomach acid if you have heartburn or you have acid reflux that's not too much acid that's too little bit of acid and so the food is not moving to the small intestine at appropriate time so it's just kind of staying and rotting in your stomach and you start to kind of have the acid reflux sensation because there's not enough acid to break it down and move it along and when there's not enough acid to digest the food there's not enough acid to die to kill the parasite and then the parasite gets in infects the bowel and digestive tract and then also one of the best ways to make sure that you can handle just the onslaught of parasites that we all experience is just have a healthy immune system take care of yourself eat good foods we have a cell in our body specifically designed to kill parasites it's called an eosinophil it's a type of white blood cell we have lots of different types of white blood cells but there is one specifically its main job is to kill parasites so you're ready for them you just got to make sure you're taking care of your immune system and i love that you bring that up because i know more and more uh, nowadays people are starting to realize that gut health really is a solution to a lot of different things that is going on in their body, right? Yeah, I always say all disease begins in the gut. Whether that's arthritis, whether it's a mental health condition, whether it is an autoimmune disease, whether even it's cancer, high cholesterol, it is related to the gut. It's always starting in the gut. What are some of the signs and symptoms that someone might express if they have a parasite? Yeah, so some of the, when people come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, these are my problems, I'll just tell you kind of what I, what kind of triggers my brain to think maybe this is a parasitic cause. 
any skin condition, any chronic skin condition, eczema, psoriasis, dry skin, oily skin, acne, all of those things, if not hormonal or bacterial, usually has a parasitic root, um, especially eczema, especially psoriasis. So if you've had those for years and you haven't done a parasite cleanse or like, you know, gotten your gut checked out, that's definitely something to look into. Um, also just like fatigue, chronic pain, waking up in the middle of the night, especially. That's also a huge kind of red flag for me with parasites. If you can't sleep through the night, especially during a full moon. What's interesting about parasites is they, they coexist in our body and they respond to our hormones. During a full moon, the human body creates more serotonin. Parasites, for some reason, love serotonin. When serotonin is released, they become more active. And so when parasites are more active, we are more awake. So they're basically like little werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> In our bodies, yeah, right? Yeah, they wake up when there's a full moon. Yeah. And it's, it's really amazing just like how interactive the whole and interconnected everything is. But so that's a, a sign to look for if you wake up or, or feel angry or irritable um, during a full moon. That's another sign. But for the most part, those are kind of what I look for. And, oh, and then of course, digestive disturbances. I have had multiple patients with like ulcerative colitis, IBS, you know, whatever. As soon as we put them on a parasite protocol, it clears up. Yeah, it's amazing. That's my second question is if people aren't experiencing the things that you just talked about, what are some of the conditions that are associated with parasites that you've seen, you know, in your practice? Right. So yeah, ulcerative colitis is a huge one. I had a patient, she came to me, she, she was about in her 40s. She had IBS for um, about 20 some years, 21 years. Wow. I've been to many, many doctors on all these medications, trying everything, right? She, I put on her plan with me for six weeks mm -hmm. and in six weeks it all cleared up and we cleared out parasites that's what it was I had another patient it was a virtual console actually she didn't even come see me she got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis she was put on steroid medications you know all these different for the rest of her life that mm -hmm. was their solution mm -hmm. right um, I put her on my most gentle anti-parasitic supplement that I have and all her symptoms went away got back to her life you know and and it's so it's just such an overlooked aspect of healthcare and I don't blame them because parasites what we have to know are super good at hiding they don't always show up on a blood test. They don't show up on a stool test because that's their job. Their job is to live and to hide and avoid detection, right? That's what a parasite is. Right. Well, and that was, that's perfect because it leads right into my next question. How do you know if you have them? Like, do you have specific tests that you order or that you look at? Or if someone is expressing all these symptoms or has these conditions, what are the kind of things that you do to confirm whether or not they have a parasite? Yeah, so I've tried lots of different things. Um, something that I've tried is a stool test. So basically, it is a test that is mailed to the patient. They take a stool sample, goes into a lab. However, like I said, parasites are really good at hiding, so they don't often show up on a stool test. So that's actually not really my preferred way of checking for them. My preferred way is blood work because the eosinophil marker will be raised usually if there's a parasitic infection. But really the best way that a doctor can take care of you is to listen to your health history and listen to your symptoms connect the dots that may not seem to be connected, mm -hmm. right? but they should be. Mm -hmm. So if your doctor is taking good time with you, a lot of time, they should be able to figure out a lot of what's going on just from the conversation. And so the history for me is really helpful. Blood work is helpful. And then also I do frequency medicine. And what that means is I do muscle testing that is that can basically tell me the brain will either freak out or relax when I expose the brain and the body to a stressor, like a parasite. So for example, I have little glass vials with like 
for the frequency of many parasites in these vials. If your body is already dealing with that frequency stressor from the parasite, when I put it on the body, the body will go into a weakened state. If it is not dealing with that, it doesn't really trigger the brain or the body and so the body stays strong. So that's a little complicated and it's easier to see in person, but that is another way that I can detect hidden things because the brain is aware of everything that's going on. Um, and so the brain will tell me what's going on in your body. And I can do that in person or virtually too. Those are some of the ways that I look. I also found it very interesting when we were talking about it just in our own conversations offline that when you do start these protocols with people and they go on you know this detox for a parasitic cleanse right. that it's very important for them to start and finish kind of like you know in the medicine world when people take amoxicillin right it's always like finish the whole bottle it was very interesting that you told me parasites like to hide but also they leave eggs behind and so if you would have got potentially rid of the first batch they could have laid eggs or left something in your system so when you're done then you know you need to go back and revisit that to catch like almost the second the second thing so can you talk about that a little bit yeah totally so what we do with parasites is we do on and off cycling um the reason why is because whenever you have a parasitic infection there's all ages right of these of this parasite all life cycle stages and so the adults you're going to kill off when you take the herbs or the supplement or whatever i'm you know whatever you're taking but the eggs will not hatch in the presence of a danger basically so usually what i have people do they'll take the protocol for two weeks on and then they'll take a break for a week so then the eggs are like, oh great, we can hatch, but we then go on another two week on phase because we catch them before they become sexually mature and be able to lay more eggs. That's the idea. So we usually do this cycle four to seven times, depending on how intense it's going, depending on if you have die off symptoms, things like that. Because when you start killing these parasites, they are reservoirs, again, for toxins. And so if you kill them off, your gut and your liver have to be really ready to flush out the toxins or else it can really kind of make things a little uncomfortable for a while. Right, and that's a really good point because I am seeing now that this is like a huge trend, I'm seeing more and more detox programs online that people can just purchase to get do a parasite cleanse. But what you're saying is very important because once they're dead, you don't want them left inside of you. You want to be able to detox them out so that they're not creating right. toxins inside and causing more problems. So I love the fact that the protocol and the program that you put people on is a cyclatory thing to where you're catching it and then catching it again all the while detoxing. Right. And not only do you not want the, like you want to get rid of the parasite, dead parasites, you want to get rid of the heavy metals that they're releasing. Because some of the reaction is not even just because the parasites aren't leaving, it's because all the toxins that were in there are now going to the brain or they're going to the skin. You know, so you just have to really make sure. That's why I recommend if, if, if you're doing a parasite detox, you should do it with a practitioner because you don't want to cause the metals to basically go and settle deep in the brain or in the nerves because then you're going to have another problem. Right, so you just have to be pretty careful. And your protocol, correct me if I'm wrong, is not the same for every person. Oh, definitely not. So it just depends on what they're going through, how long they've had these symptoms, you know, because then it's a process, right? Right, I mean, every person is different. Like every person's gut health and liver health is different. Brain health is different. And so we're gonna provide different levels of support and different parasites 
are killed by different herbs, right? So we have to figure out what exactly is going on with them and yeah, personalize it to them. And everyone detoxes differently. So everyone responds differently to the treatment. So you really need personalized care and kind of hand-holding through it. I think that's really interesting that you just said that because I don't think I've ever thought of that before. When you talk about, or anyone talks about a parasite or a parasite cleanse, it's kind of just one thing, right? Yeah. So everyone lumps them all together and is, oh, I'm doing a parasite cleanse. But it's very important for my listeners to know that depending on which parasite you have is how you're going to take care of it. Exactly, yeah. So with all that being said, it makes me super curious. I have two questions for you. Okay. The first part is, do you have a personal experience with parasites? Like kind of what is your backstory on that? And then two, not for the love of parasites, because I don't think anyone has a love for parasites <laughs> exactly, but how did you become interested in this topic? Is it because of a personal experience or something you saw in someone else? Yeah, so I mean, first of all, parasites are interesting, right? Whose ears don't pick up when you think about worms being inside you, right? <laughs> so I kind of had that natural, innate human interest in it because they're just freaky, you know? But um, there, I do actually have a personal story. So my dad is, a, is a, a foot and ankle surgeon. He's a podiatrist, but he just does surgery. Residency director, chair of infectious disease. Anyways, he's awesome. And he would always do medical mission trips um, of, abroad. And so he, a country he frequently would go to um, was Kenya. And I love Kenya. We have good friends there. Mm. I have some uh, local friends there who are great people. Um, we went. He set up a clinic. You know, we're there. While I'm there, I pick up a parasite of some kind. I don't know how. And I didn't really know it was a parasite until many years later. So this was early in high school. I was like, it was like the summer before my freshman year. And we come back to the States. I start having a lot of digestive symptoms. I had diarrhea every morning for like four years. Oh my gosh. It was really painful too like you know those like mm -hmm. stomach tightening spasms i was like sweating it was awful like right? someone's just wrenching right. your guts exactly and if that that kind of pain that kind of organ pain is not normal your body doesn't just do that to you there's something wrong there's an irritant that's making it do that and if and if your doctor is not looking for that irritant that's not a root cause doctor and that frustrates me <laughs> because yeah. they should be looking not just covering it up your body is right. beautiful it does things for a reason anyways i was having that kind of symptom um every day i wasn't gaining weight eventually as high school progressed, right? This is like the worst time to be sick in your life, right? But as high school progressed, I began having dizzy spells while I was in school because I think my blood sugar was just so all over the place mm -hmm. because I didn't ever want to eat in the morning because I would get so sick because the parasites were like ravaging my insides all night long while I slept. Anyway, so I started having dizzy spells in class. There was one time I had to go home actually because I was almost passing out. So, and I went to doctors, you know, my family was able to take me to different doctors even some chiropractors, you know, I did some blood tests. No one, no one looked at my blood test from a functional perspective. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is blood labs in America are just considered you are healthy if you are average compared to our huge database, right? Mm -hmm. What people don't know is they change those metrics a lot because the population is decreasing in health. An example of this is testosterone. I think they just updated what was considered a healthy testosterone range. They decreased it. All ma male testosterone is going down about 1% each year and it has been doing that for about 50 years. So they just finally updated the, you know, what's considered normal 
and they just decreased it because they don't want to figure out why. And that's what they do with blood labs. And no one looked at my blood work from a functional perspective to see if actually anything was suboptimal, not just not normal. So when you talk about that, you're talking about like the normal ranges, right? Yeah. So the normal ranges is what they're changing. Yes. And people may not realize that right. one year they may have had cholesterol and it was normal. But if the range changes based off of statistics and people and how sick they are or whatever, yeah. they may be out of that range along the way down the road, right? Right. And they don't do it often. Like I think the, the testosterone and it might have even been the sperm count like what's appropriate or considered normal. I think they only updated it like, you know, every 20 years or something like that, but they're still dumbing down our health. Anyway, so I did the blood labs. No one looked at it functionally. So I really just commend you guys, your listeners, like get someone to look at your blood labs from a functional perspective. Whenever I look at my patients, quote unquote, normal blood labs, I would say 90% of them have something going on wrong. And usually it's liver, gut, even some people are moving towards like a cardiovascular disease, like a stroke or a heart attack, and their doctor has told them everything's fine. But I find it, and you know, they're starting to veer off the path of health, and then we help course correct it before it turns into a full-blown diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a doctor who's looking at your blood labs from a functional perspective, usually they can pick up on something, a disease, five to ten years before your main doctor will ever tell you. And so it's, it's worth the money. Like, it's worth working outside of insurance. Mm -hmm because an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So anyways, that's my spiel on blood labs, but no one looked at them from a functional perspective, so of course they all came back normal. And then I even went and got some blood work done, um, some allergy testing done, because I was having so much digestive disturbances where like maybe it's an allergy. Right, like food allergy. Right, mm -hmm. right. I had 27 food allergies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and the reason why that happens in the human body is because when there's a parasitic infection, it creates basically damage in the gut. And I want you to think of a parasite as like looking like a certain puzzle piece. Sometimes the parasite puzzle piece also looks like a food puzzle piece. For example, like wheat or broccoli or cucumber. It might have a similar like chemical shape as a parasite. And so when your body immune system is attacking parasites and alarmed by them, mm -hmm. anything that closely resembles a parasite shape, it will freak out against. And that is what's called an allergy. Mm -hmm. And so eosinophils, which are the white blood cell that are in the body only made for parasites, also trigger an allergic response because then sometimes they see things that look similar and they're just like, bam, bam, let's get them both, you know? Mm -hmm. And so because of my parasitic infection, my immune system was so hyper aware that I began reacting to normal things, 27 foods. So all of these things are happening through high school, right? I'm having to be really picky with my diet. I started really focusing on healing my gut because I realized, well, then I went to a chiropractor. Let me tell you this. I went to a couple chiropractors. They helped me a little bit, but I kind of plateaued. I went to this other chiropractor. Her name's Dr. Michelle Simons. She's in Findlay, Ohio. She's amazing. If any of you ever get to see her, take the chance. I had been sick four years. She got me better in three months. That's amazing. Yeah. She, my symptoms went away. She put me on some natural antiparasitics, some herbs, and she did gentle chiropractic nervous system adjustments, right? Because when your immune system is that freaked out, if you don't have someone working with your nervous system to calm everything down, uh -huh. it doesn't matter what pill you put in your body. Right. I mean, it can help, right. but you need both. 
Right. And so for my listeners out there too, if you don't know, your body has two types of stages. You have your sympathetic stage, right? Where you're in right. fight or flight. So your body's always on high alert, responds to everything. It's the stressor mode that you just can't shut off. Or you have parasympathetic, which we call rest and digest, which is when your body actually recuperates, recovers, has time to heal and whatever. So your body was, it sounds like, in a state of sympathetic where yeah. it just was not shutting off because it was reacting to everything. Right. I was in a state of sympathetic fight or flight for years. That's why I didn't sleep well. I didn't dream. If you're not dreaming, you're not getting parasympathetic, true restful sleep. And I wasn't gaining weight. I was really skinny, you know, and I was supposed to be like fast growing teenage boy. And so if you're stuck in fight or flight, you got to fix it. And another thing too is like, we think of like, oh, I'm in fight or flight because I'm stressed by what I know about. No, your body can go into fight or flight by what you don't know. Any infection, bacterial, viral, parasite, when chronic, will turn your body into a sympathetic fight or flight forever. Mm -hmm. Like muscle tightness, joint aches, that are, those are all signs. If your neck is infected with a parasite or your stomach is infected with a parasite, the muscles will tighten as if they're trying to protect you from the problem, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people stay stiffness or stiff neck or whatever when I'm working as a chiropractor actually has an immune component which is so important to look at because if you don't clear out the infection you can get adjusted every single day for the rest of your life but you're, it's still going to come back. I love that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people don't realize how incredibly amazing the human body is. And so when we have these different things going on in our body and then we have these reactions like joint stiffness or muscle tightness or all of these joint pain or all of these things, that it's a reaction to something that's going on and we just want to get rid of it and we think it's bad. But right. it's actually good because it's indicators something's not right. I think that's probably where my love and yours as well for chiropractic comes in is because we actually are those master detectives right. where we're trying to figure out all of the puzzle pieces together, not just mask the symptoms. Right. And the adjustment is so beautiful too. I don't mean to minimize it because when you get adjusted, it brings that brain's attention. It brings the brain's attention to the area where you just got the adjustment. So if you have a tight neck, right, you want to get adjusted in that region. If you have like an infection in your, in your large intestine, you want your low back adjusted because it helps the brain send more energy and nerve flow to the region to help combat the infection. So it's just a beautiful, I guess, marriage of supplements, herbs, and chiropractic. And then some this kind of reminded me of a patient story. I had a patient, she came in and she actually had what's called pudendal neuralgia. Pudendal neuralgia, there's a pudendal nerve, right? It's kind of fun to say, pudendal. <laughs> but, uh, pudendal neuralgia, pudendal nerve is the nerve that goes to your genitals and has the, the genital sensation, okay? Pudendal neuralgia means, neuralgia means there's something wrong with that nerve. Right, right. And a lot of times the approach to pudendal neuralgia is like, oh, stretch more, like relax the muscles, get the tension out of the nerve, even nerve flossing, if you've heard of those terms. Nerve flossing is just basic movement to help kind of like floss the nerve, like you're flossing your tooth. It helps lubricate the nerve, which is helpful for it. Mm -hmm. Like functional movement type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But what was so interesting about her pudendal neuralgia was the movement helped, but it kept coming back. And when we did our testing, she actually had a parasite and a bacterial imbalance that was causing the irritation of the nerve, right? So, so many of so many symptoms that we get and so many conditions is really just an irritation, right? It's a chronic irritation. Mm -hmm. And almost anything can cause irritation. Right. So, like a parasite, if it's always there, it's going to irritate the body. The body's going to get pissed and whatever. Is, so, there's going to be a symptom. And then you're going to get a diagnosis, but no one's actually looking for the parasite. 
right? Anyways, we put her on some herbs. I put her on some golden seal, some wormwood, some sweet artemisia, and it cleared out the parasitic infection and the bacterial imbalance. And she's better. And now she still has to be mindful of her movement. Some of it's emotional sometimes too. She's a very intense person. So mm -hmm. I think she kind of clenches her muscles a lot. Yeah. Um, and so some of it's mind-body connection that we need to work on. So your doctor just really needs to think about a lot of different things with, with, your, uh, with whatever's happening with you. And so she got better and that was really cool. Um, and also it was a very intimate case, right? It's like, you know, she's coming to me asking about her reproductive health and her genitals having a searing fire burning pain all right. the time. You know, that's awful. And so I was really glad I was able to help her. But I think if uh, someone, she had gone and seen someone else who wasn't looking for a parasitic or bacterial infection or just aware of the possibility, right? I don't know if she would have gotten better. Yeah, and that's huge. That's a big component to someone's health and like you said, very intimate. And so I'm glad you were able to create that safe space for her totally. to open up and actually see what was happening and then ultimately fix it. Right, right. Yeah, so well, that brings me to probably our final question, which is, you know, you're amazing. You're here in Naples, Florida mm -hmm. at Calibre Wellness. But for my listeners out there who don't live in Florida and who have questions about parasites and whatever, can you help them remotely or oh, is yeah. all your testing and stuff that you do, is that something that has to be in person? No. So, I mean, Maya, I definitely help people remotely. I do it all the time and I have a lot of success stories helping people remotely. So, no, we can do blood work. We can even, I can even do a little bit of frequency testing remotely. We we can figure out what you need and then of course we'll just have regular conversations and see how you're improving. Um, there's actually one patient that I helped. Um, this was in person and remote. I was working with him and he uh, he was very overweight and he couldn't lose weight. And I've told this story before on some of my different social media platforms so if you guys have heard this before bear with me. But um, really overweight also when I he had he also reported extreme body odor okay whenever anyone has extreme body odor i think about um like either a yeast or bacterial imbalance okay we're always going to have yeast in us we're always going to have bacteria in us and believe it or not we're always going to have parasites living in us right but it's about keeping everything in balance balance and that's our the system, keyword yeah and our immune system is really good at that if we're if we're encouraging it and supporting it the way it needs but anyways he comes to me really overweight couldn't lose weight had tried for years wasn't eating much was eating pretty clean had even had a gastric bypass surgery like you know which is where they remove part of your stomach so because they think if they remove your stomach you won't eat as much yeah um <laughs> and uh and it still wasn't helping. And so through our testing and through our consultations, we've found a parasite. And I put him on, again, on my most gentle antiparasitic. There's not even any herbs in it. It's just digestive enzymes. And what this enzyme product does is the enzymes go and basically eat the face of the parasite because parasites usually have a component of protein in them. And so I always have him take them on an empty stomach and we'll see what happens. Well, over the weekend, he gets his supplement. I ship him his supplement. He uh, starts taking it. I don't really hear from him. So I'm kind of like, okay, he's okay. You know, how's it going? We have our next appointment. We have our phone call and he's like, Dr. Jared, you will not believe what happened. And I'm like, okay, tell me. And uh, basically he took the supplement and over the weekend, he had an intense panic attack, right? And he's like, Dr. Jared, I've not had a panic attack like that since I was in high school when I was about 13. Mm -hmm. And I, in my brain, I'm like, interesting. If we're having the same symptom as way back when he was 13, maybe we hit the nail on the head. Right. And he's like, and right after the panic attack, like the next day, he's like, I went to the bathroom. I had a bowel movement. I looked at it. It was as if the toilet was full of ramen noodles. Okay. Wow. Super gross, I know. But it was crazy because that's the other thing about parasites. I think a lot of people are depressed, anxious, have different mental health conditions because they have an imbalance in their gut. 
whether that's bacteria, whether it's parasites, whatever. But after that, he began losing weight. His body odor improved astronomically. He became brighter, like more vital. You know, I can look at somebody and tell do they have vitality or not just because right. I see people, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was really interesting. And it was just like, to me, I was frustrated again because no one looked for parasites. Mm-hmm. They're like, actually, we're going to cut out your stomach. That's going to be our next step before we actually maybe see if there's a further root cause. And that's why I tell people too, here's another sign about parasites is if you can't lose weight or you can't gain weight, you probably have a parasite. The reason why, if you can't gain weight, they're eating all your food, right? That's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. But if you can't lose weight, it's because the body is trying to build fat material to wall off the parasitic infection from other vital organs, right? Especially like a big gut. Right? Mm-hmm. And when there's more toxins in the body, the body wants to dilute the toxins so it holds on to more fat to dilute the toxins from the parasites. So it just builds and builds and builds yeah. fat. Because there's a phrase called the solution to pollution is dilution. And basically the body wants to dilute the, the toxins in the parasites by adding more fat and water weight and inflammation weight. And so when, when, as soon as we got rid of the root cause, the parasites, he started improving in his health. And it was amazing to watch, you know? And like, I, I met with him maybe like six times. But yeah, so that's one of my patient stories too. And, and and just and that was a virtual virtual and in person it was got a little bit of both but then i've had other people who i've worked with more virtually and it's been awesome well that's great news for my listeners and i'll tell you why because as a gift to you i'm going to give you a code in this podcast i will also be linking all of dr jared's social media his information uh, down below so you can reach out and contact him if you have any questions but if you would like to today if you have any interest at all in speaking with him regarding parasites use the code dr dre parasites all one word so d-r-d-r-e P-A-R-A-S-I-T-E-S for a free 10-minute consultation with Dr. Jared. He is willing to block off his schedule, give you the time, and then as an added bonus, for all of my listeners who subscribe to a membership for this podcast, you will receive not only the free 10-minute consultation, but you will also receive 10% discount off all services and products with Dr. Jared if he does discover that this is something that you may be dealing with or anything else that he can think <laughs> yeah, of maybe, maybe through that conversation, right? Right. Maybe we'll find something different. But. Perfect. And if you don't know how to be a member or choose a membership, I will also link that information below if that's something you'd like to do before the consult. So I just want to say thank you so much for giving the time to educate us on something that I feel like is a very important and popular topic right now so that people can safely do this under the guidance of a functional med doc like you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Awesome to talk with you. I always love talking about worms. So (laughs) let's do it again sometime. All right. We shall. We shall. Thanks, everybody.